You're listening to Insights for Living with Pastor Boju Oyemade. Pastor Boju is the senior pastor of the Covenant Nation. We'll um, deal with the two places I would say in scripture, two doors you need to shut so that the enemy doesn't have any major entry point into your life. In fact, I could say this, we are joking about it, it's a joke now, all right, that village people will have no access to your life if you do this, because you see people make costly mistakes in these two areas that allowed for the judgment or the prediction that was made over their lives to fall upon them. We saw concerning Abraham last week that God said because he will keep judgment and justice and command his children to do likewise. He said, I will be able to bring upon Abraham all that which I have said or I have spoken concerning him. For I know him, he will command his children and their household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which I have spoken concerning him. So if evil is spoken concerning a person, if negative predictions are made over a person, if curse words are spoken by people into the life of somebody, all right, certain conditions must be in the life of that person for that thing to be able to come upon that individual. And where those conditions are not fulfilled, it is impossible for what was said, all right, to be able to rest. And there are two doors. Listen to this. You must shut and whatever people say, think within their heart. If they have any displeasure, ill will, or say anything, it just will not be able to come upon. Only goodness and mercy follows you all the days of your life. All right, let's look at Thanksgiving, the power that is found in Thanksgiving. And I want to take this into something. I shared this during the midweek service, started with this scripture in Psalm 50 or made use of the scripture and verse 5. Psalm 50, God says, gather unto me all of my saints, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. So we don't just want to be left in limbo concerning this. We want to understand what sacrifice they made that caused God to say, gather my saints together unto me, those who have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. And then it goes on in verse 6 and says this in verse 6, And the heavens shall declare his righteousness, for God is George himself. Then verse 7, it tells us this, Hear, O my people, and I will speak, O Israel, and I will testify against thee, I am God, even thy God. It goes on and says, let's go on quickly. I will not reprove thee for thy sacrifices or thy burnt offerings, that correct you, all right, to have been continually before me. Then it says, I will take no bullock out of thy house, nor he goats out of thy folds. It says, for every beast of the forest is mine. They already are mine. And the cattle upon a thousand hills. And it says, I know the fowls of the mountains and the wild beasts of the field. They are all mine. 
And then he said, if I were hungry, I wouldn't come to meet you. I wouldn't even mention it to you. If I wanted to feed on those things, I wouldn't mention it to you. And the only reason why I'm mentioning this sacrifice is that this is how you can feed me. Uh, this is what I'm telling you. If I wanted those ones, I would even tell you they belong to me. I would just go and get them. Understand the import of this statement. Now, it goes on and says this. I won't tell thee. Let's put that scripture back. All right. It says, I won't tell thee, for the world is mine and the fullness thereof. Then verse 13, it says, will I eat the flesh of bulls or drink the blood of goats? Verse 14, offer unto God thanksgiving. This is the sacrifice he's saying. And pay that which thou hast vowed unto the Most High. Pay the vows unto the Most High. And what will he say? What does he say? And call upon me in the day of trouble, and I will deliver thee, and thou shalt glorify me. So give this sacrifice of thanksgiving. Satisfy the belly of God with thanksgiving. And he says, this covenant will be fulfilled this way. In the day in which you need supernatural help, I will be there in the day of your trouble and I will deliver you in such a way that you will glorify me. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 16 says, let us come up to the throne of grace. That word grace, that means gratitude, one of the words. That we may obtain, it means with gratitude, you obtain mercy. And find that grace, talking about thanksgiving, to help in a time of need. To help in a time of need. It says, call upon me in trouble and I'll deliver you. Uh, it says that in Psalm 50, we quote it. Call upon me in day of trouble and I will deliver thee. It says, come and receive grace to help in a time of need or in the day of trouble. Now, how are you going to find that grace to help? By obtaining mercy. How are you going to obtain the mercy? By offering up the sacrifice of thanksgiving. Have a life of gratitude towards God. Breathe gratitude out of your heart. Let thanksgiving be that which you continuously offer up unto God. The fruit of your lips given thanks unto his name. In other words, what comes out of your lips is thanksgiving unto God. Because this is how you obtain mercy. And when you obtain mercy there, what happens is it's clear that it's not of him that runneth, neither is it of him that willeth, but it's of God that has bestowed mercy upon a person. Where somebody begins to that person experience things within their lives that is way beyond that which you wield way beyond that which you could have run around to get. But the mercy of God came upon. It talks about this is why, please, and I beg you and beseech you, this is why wherever you work, let the spirit of thanksgiving be there. Don't murmur and complain. You destroy what God wants to do, which is to bestow mercy upon you. It is not about what, how much you are paid. Is about the opportunity to render service to humanity and be rewarded by the mercy of God through thanksgiving that you offer up in the plates without murmuring. 
You say, what is this among so many? Five, it says, listen, thank him that you have the opportunity to contribute whatever, all right, measure of talent or gifting that you have. Be show gratitude. You will experience a visitation in that particular place. It tells us in Psalm 121 that as the, as the uh, servants look to the hands of their masters, and it talks about the fact that the hand, all right, or Psalm 123 rather, all right, behold, as the eyes of servants look to the hand of their masters and the eyes of a maiden to the hand of their mistress, which means where they are working, where our eyes are not upon masters and upon mistresses, but our eyes are wait upon thee, O Lord. On it shall you have mercy upon us. Until you have mercy upon us. And Jonah tells us in Jonah 2. All right, Jonah 2 and verse 8 and 9. It says, they that observe lying vanities, you can say where they are walking, forsake their own mercy. But I will sacrifice, it's a sacrifice with a voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that which I have vowed and the salvation of God is going to be revealed in this particular place. He said, next thing he says, and the Lord spake unto the fish and it vomited Jonah there out on a dry ground. So let there be gratitude inside your heart unto God, wherever you are. And the mercies of God will come upon you in that very place, and your steps will be directed. You will experience a visitation right on that particular spot, and you will see that it's not of him that runneth, neither is it of him that willeth, but it's of God that showeth mercy. Another thing we need to understand is, in Psalm 95 and verse 2, it tells us that let us come before his present with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. What does it mean by come before his presence with thanksgiving? Psalm 46 and verse 1 says that God is our refuge and strength, a very present. It didn't just say a present, very, which means you are going to see the presence of God as help in time of trouble, very present help in a trouble. His presence will be seen in your life. Thanksgiving causes the presence of God to be felt by people in your life. They literally will feel it in the things that are going on in your life because the mercy of God will rest upon you, your life, every single thing you do, and stuff will begin to happen. The very says, enter into his presence. The right, the presence of God will be carried by you once there's a heart of gratitude unto God. And you're a person that is full of thanksgiving. That presence will be felt, whichever way, all right, manifests itself. Help in time of trouble. Very help, present help in time of trouble. So let's have thanksgiving in our heart. Go up, it says, forget not all his benefits all his benefits. Go into your life and begin to thank him for everything. And the presence of God starts showing up strongly. That they see that God is present. 
Now, let me touch on one more thing before we get into something this morning. In Psalm 150 and verse 6, it says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Now, praise, therefore, is not confined and just for born-again Christians. Please hear this. I know this will affect you. It's not for just born-again Christians. It's not for just people that are filled with the Holy Ghost. It's not even just for human beings. It says, let everything that has breath, sinner or saint, whatever you do, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. All right? Let's say it again. Psalm 150 verse 6. Breath, praise. Praise ye the Lord. If animals have breath, then they shall praise the Lord. Dogs should also praise. Don't tell me that dogs cannot be affected spiritually by spiritual things. Maybe we've got to open up our, our religious or theological box and let it be cracked this morning. For in the time of Nineveh, even animals fasted. You remember that? It wasn't only human beings that went on a fast. Even the animals, their cattle went on a fast. They are created by God. They can praise God and they do praise God. For it says, everything that is breathing, that's the essence of your life. Let everything that has breath, it says this, praise the Lord. So all of them are praising God. Now what does this praise and thanksgiving do? In Psalm 104 and verse 21, it says that Psalm 104, it says the young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. So they go after their prey, even when they're going after their prey, they are seeking their meat from the Lord. And then in verse 27 of the same chapter, it says, These wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. Now put verse 21 again. So tell the lions are doing something. All right? It says, The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. Verse 27. Then it says that, these all wait upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. Now, you know what to wait upon God is? It's like a waiter, all right, in a restaurant who is waiting upon the guests. And what that waiter is doing is serving the guests with what the guests actually ask for. Not what that waiter thinks they should get. Can you imagine being in a restaurant and all drain food and then the waiter comes and gives you food that is totally different from what you ordered and you say, but I did order that. You say, well, but I looked at you and I thought that this is what you might like after you had stipulated what you really desired. Now that person is going to get upset and say, what's going on? I'm going to report you to your superiors. Now God has told us in Psalm 50 what he wants. And he says, therefore, anybody that waits on me is serving me with that. And whoever does that, I will give them their meat in a due season. 
I will give them their meat in due season. Let's look at that same scripture there, Psalm 104 verse, let's start from verse 26. All right, think it says there, okay? There goes the ship Levitian and there's made to play there in verse 28. And then he says this, that thou givest them, they gather. Thou openeth thy hand and they are filled with good. So it's what has been given. Now they wait upon you so that you can give. Now, once you have given, they go out physically and they gather in what you have given by your hand opening up and bestowing good upon them. So let me tell you, the animals wake up in the morning. And when the lion rides, he is waiting on God and ministry. If he doesn't do that, if it goes out and I can show in scripture, it won't find food. Because it says in another scripture, the young lions do lack. It says this. And it says the reason why they lack is lack of fear of God and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. So if they don't seek, they will lack and suffer hunger. So it says even the young lions there. Now go back to Psalm 104. We're talking animal talk here. All right, Psalm 121. Young lions rule after their prey. They seek their meat from God. And how do they do that? They wait upon the Lord. He opens his hand unto them animals and they get stuff. Now how much more you? And waiting on God there is ministering to him. Thanksgiving, the sacrifice of praise. You just spending time doing that. And God begins to open his hand over what you are doing. And the mercy of God begins to come. Now you go out and the presence of God is felt. Like they toiled all night and caught nothing. But then you go back and you minister and minister. And then you go out again and God opens his hand. This should be, folks, you should be entering into supernatural things by this message. I just saw a doors being opened up for people. Supernatural thing. Because they caught on, toiled all night, caught nothing. Jesus said, lend me your boat. They offered to him what he wanted. Next thing, the presence of God was felt in the life such that Peter said, I'm a sinner, which means the presence of God brings people under conviction. He immediately said, I don't deserve all of this. What's going on here? Now that's God's presence within our lives. And Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, therefore tells us this. Matthew 6, 25, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, and your body, what you put on. Which means don't be anxious. Not that you shouldn't think about it, but don't be anxious. Don't let there be any anxiety. It's not life more than meat and your body more than raiment. Verse 26, it now says, Behold the fowls of the air. And remember, they too have breath. They sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into bags. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are you not much better than they? Now he's saying this. If it is the father, he is the father that feeds the birds. And a change in the economy of any nation doesn't stop the bird from feeding. Then if the environment is affecting you, it's because you simply are not waiting on the Lord and giving to him that thanksgiving and praise. And that's all. Because the animals are still eating. And you are way better than them. He says, are you much, not much more better than the sparrows? He says, one can't fall without God knowing. He says, you are much better than them. He said, consider lilies, how they grow. 
Now, all this about waiting, there are some things we are praying about that if we just spend time thanking God, he said, consider. He said, by taking thought, did you add one cubit to your stature? He said, have you ever had a time of thanksgiving to me for the fact that you grew healthy and you are this height? And your bones, he said, have you ever gone back to give me thanks? He said, that's what's restricting this. So we wait upon the Lord and he opens up his hand. And then we're able to get gathered. So I want to show two things that put people in trouble on this earth. Two things. Ingratitude. Lack of the acknowledgement of God. Without gratitude, hustle will not grant you anything. What grants you or guarantees you get is that your hands are open or God opens his hand. And he says, let everything that has breath. So you may say, well, some sinners are getting, they may have gratitude in their heart. A lot of these people have been taught gratitude, they've been taught it. Two things, lack of gratitude and praise and the way and manner in which you treat other people. In other words, if Satan, I want to show this, wants to get you, or say, oh, the same village people has got the person. They won't get you. Listen, <laughs> I put it here. As we say village people after somebody here. For Satan to be able to reach you, you must participate, which means you make decisions that cause him to be able to have access into your life. But it's just that you don't know that those decisions granted access. But he cannot without your cooperation, have any form of access into your life. Let me repeat what I said. Without any form of cooperation on your own part. Because tells us a man is tempted, there's some cooperation that goes on. That's why Jesus said, the prince of this world cometh unto me. He has gotten no cooperation in me, but hath absolutely nothing in me, so he doesn't get anything. So, it says here that something in you must, and so if we understand that, then we know where the cooperation comes, we shut that door. And first thing you must understand is this, Malachi chapter 2 and verse 2. It tells us, God says this, if you will not hear, and I want to show this here, if you will not lay it to heart to give glory unto my name, say the Lord of hosts, I will even send a curse upon you, and I will curse your blessings. Yea, I have cursed them already, because you have not laid it to heart to give glory unto my name for the blessing. Don't fall trap of pride. You are not the source. Now, let's see two examples in scriptures of people that this happened to. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 17, we're going to read to verse 27 quickly, but what had happened was, Nebuchadnezzar had, had a dream and he went and Daniel came to interpret the dream. And it, Daniel said, the matter is, put his cover, by the decree of the watchers and the demand is by the word of the holy ones to the intent that the living may know that the most high ruleth in the kingdom of men and he giveth it to whomsoever he wills and setteth over the basest of men. Verse 18, this dream I kingdom that I have seen, now thou, all right, Belthazar, Declare the interpretation thereof, for as much as all the wise men of my kingdom are not able to do it. Verse 19. And Daniel, whose name was Belthishazar, was astonished for one hour, and his thoughts troubled him. 
And then the king spoke and asked him, said, tell me what this is. Hear what he said in the last two sentences. My Lord, the dream be to them that hate thee. See this village people thing. That hate thee. And the interpretation thereof to thine enemies. So when your enemies are looking for you. That's what he's saying. Verse 20. The tree that thou sawest, which grew, was strong, whose height reached to heaven, whose side thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair, their fruit much, and was meat for all, under which the beast of the field dwelt, and upon the branches thereof, all right, heaven and there had their habitation. It is thou, O king, thou hast grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown, and thou reach, reacheth unto heaven, and thy dominion to the end of the earth. And whereas the king saw a watcher and a holy one coming down from heaven and said, Hew the tree down, destroy it. Yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass in tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let the portion be with beasts of the field till seven times has passed over. This is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High which has come upon the Lord, the King. That they shall drive thee from men, and their dwelling will be with the beast of the field, and they shall make thee eat grass as oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven, and seven times shall pass over thee, till you know that the Most High ruleth in the affairs of men, or kingdom of men, and gives it to whomsoever he wills. All right? And whereas they commanded to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be shown today after thou hast known that the heavens doth rule. Verse 27. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel, hear what he said, be acceptable unto thee. I want to give you an advice. And break off thy sins by righteousness, equity in your dealings with others, and your iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. He said, go and start treating people right and showing mercy to the poor. It, if it may be a lengthening of their tranquility. In other words, this judgment will keep hanging over you and will not materialize. This podcast is brought to you by the Covenant Nation. For more information, visit www.insightsforliving.org. Thank you and God bless.